All right. You know what it is? You know who it is. We're back. The BG Perform podcast is back. It's been a minute. Been busy. I got a special guest. I got Kayla here. She's uh, been someone you guys have seen me talk about a lot. I was on her podcast as well. And uh, definitely excited to have a conversation with her today because she's been a big help and inspiration in terms of kind of getting me more into the, the space of training women and being more confident in training women. So, so yeah. So thank you for coming. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. What an introduction. Yeah. Um, so let, let's start here. Tell everybody about yourself and we'll, we'll just, we'll start there. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so I'm Kayla. I am a physio by trade, but now I work more sort of in the education space, um, mainly educating coaches about uh, the differences between women and men in terms of their physiology, anatomy, um, and training and nutrition throughout different stages of life. Um, so it's been a journey um, all the way through. Sort of started um, started in clinical practice as a physio after university, school, everything like that. Um, my undergraduate was actually in exercise and sports science. And so I became a personal trainer as I was going through university. And then I spent two years in clinical practice post-university. And I just felt like there was like a gap missing sort of between uh, like rehab and performance. And I really missed the the performance side of things, right? Because working in clinical practice, I was just seeing people who were already injured and that those injuries could have been avoided through you know proper exercise execution programming so yeah that's kind of where I went after clinical practice is back into like more of a performance space but as well doing sort of like physio on the side um so just a bit of a hybrid thing there and and then from there yeah that's where like I was getting a lot of uh questions from coaches and things like that so decided to start the course all right that's 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 awesome because I kind of that transitions right into my next question. All right. So you did all that. You went to school. I'm sure you had like an idea initially of what you wanted to do, right? Like going to school and then you transition into the education and coaching space. So like what, when did you make that decision and what kind of helped you decide like, all right, I'm not going to go this route. I'm going to use this information, but I'm actually going to, you know, go a little bit of a different route. Cause it seems like you've, like I asked you the other day, about you kind of like niching yourself into this area that you want really specific and it's, it's, uh, it's good. So uh, kind of talk about that whole process when you decide to make that change. Yeah, well, that's a really great question because actually like I had no idea what I wanted to do. Okay. I just knew that I wanted to be in like, I absolutely love sport. Like I've played sport ever since I was like six years old and even before that I was probably doing like dancing and ballet and things like that so I've always been active but I really didn't know what I wanted to do after school like I had so many career changes in my head um originally it was like an athlete like an Olympic athlete and then it was like a lawyer and then you know when I finished school it was like oh do I want to go down the exercise route or do I want to you know, focus more on business. And so um, I took a year off to work and sort of figure things out. And um, I actually did some like business 
type courses. Like I did a business subject in school and I hated it and it was uninspiring. And so I dropped it and um, continued on with biology, which I thought I would drop. And then, um, you know, in my gap year, I did further study in like business at TAFE and things like that. And yeah, just found it really uninspiring. Um, and I think mainly because the teachers didn't have their own business, like their own successful business. So it was like, how can they teach on this if they haven't actually kind of been through it? So it's one of the hardest things. Um, to I took, <laughs> listen yeah. to a teacher so tell you that, <laughs> Right? Yeah. So I took that year off and, and like, just as a side note, like beware of business coaches on Instagram or whatever who don't have a business or if their business is based around like being a business owner because like that's how they make the money kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so then from there, I just went into exercise and sports science because it's just, I don't know, it was kind of a whole, like, you need to go to university type thing and, like, you know, what are you going to do? So, anyway, I went to university. Um, I did enjoy, like, uni lifestyle, but I don't think it was, I didn't find it very practical either. And even after my three years of exercise and sports science, I was like, what am I going to do now? I always thought I would go down the nutrition route. And then, um, yeah, afterwards, like all my, all my friends at uni were like, I want to do physio, I want to do physio, I want to do physio. I never considered being a physio, but I just applied for it. I don't know why. Um, and I got in and, you know, a lot of my friends didn't. And so I was like, cause it was like really popular subject and yeah, I got in, so I was like, okay, well, I'll just do this and sort of see how I like it. Ended up finishing, like, the two years. You know, was fascinated by, like, the anatomy, how the body works and everything everything like that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, like, I guess it kind of just all, like, happened, if that kind of makes sense. I don't feel like I made those deci- decisions. Like, I don't feel like I had to really, like, you know, sit there and think, what is the decision to me? I feel like it kind of, I kind of was just, I don't know, I guess guided through and like things just happened. Um, And the same with like getting my first job, like I had done a placement at that particular clinic while I was at university. And, you know, I wanted to go back there because I learned a lot there and um, it was very hands-on and practical. And I did learn a lot, like in my first, even like, eight months there Um, but then I kind of outgrew it and then moved on to another clinic where I had a bit more autonomy over how I wanted to treat and um, that was great learning experience as well but I also still missed the performance side of things so yeah it wasn't really a decision I feel like everything has kind of just been like it's just happened if that kind of makes sense like from you know from uh, from that second clinic when I decided like that wasn't for me. I went to Japan and like luckily got a job there in a clinic uh, doing snow sports injuries. And, you know, that was amazing timing as well, because that is very difficult to get a position there because everyone wants to do it, but they had just had someone pull out and they needed another physio. Um, So yeah. And then I got back to Sydney and I worked at a well-known strength training facility in Sydney, known as um, Base Body Babes or Base Gym, so working under Australian strength coach and uh, Base Body Babes, and that was the female training side of things. So they had, you know, it was a strength training facility for females, 
which I just aligned like yeah, awesome. so much with. Like I absolutely love strength training. Was only females? Um, like that was doing only it. the ones that went? Yeah, only females at, at the base studio, at the base body studio, which is the female one. And then it was just like, you know, co-ed at base gym. Um, and yeah, I worked there for two years. And then I went traveling with my now ex-partner who was actually a chiropractor and he was in the education space. And then COVID hit and I decided that, yeah, I needed to to run my own course and to do it, you know, specifically for females. Because I just, at the time I was like, and I feel like there still isn't really a whole lot out there in terms of training females. Like it's, it's very like, and you know, with the research and things like that, when I was researching for the course, like there isn't a lot of information mm -hmm. out there. Um, so I had to go like digging for a lot and still there is a lot that's unknown. And so yeah. I think, you know, once, you know, I'm sort of happy with where like the company is and where the business is, then I will go back into research and start like contributing back into that field. So that's a, a long story cut, like kind of short, but yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I think, uh, like I, like I told you before, but I think with the women's certifications, right. I think there's a lot of, uh, good information, but it's not from people who actively train or like go through the type of training that you go through or you've been through. So I think, you know, again, good segue into my next question, right? Uh, because <laughs> like the, the experience you have with the lifting, right. And, and the experience you have in the educational space with university and, and like your research that you've done, like, what do you think is the biggest struggle right now in women's fitness. So like, what do you see as the biggest hole and what do you see as the thing that kind of is causing there to be a lack of like connection between true like strength conditioning or I'll call it fitness. And then like this educational side where it seems to be, you know, cause it seems, I don't think it's just in this space, but I think it's even more in this space, like even more apparent where it's like the, the high end education and like the high end training are at like, almost odds I'll say. And there's very few who are like starting now they're creeping to like come in. And I know you're one of them, especially in the women's space that I've seen, you know, to bridge it. So what do you think is the biggest struggle right now? Um, I mean, we could go down the track of like, you know, women shouldn't lift heavy and, um, you know, lifting is going to make you bulky, which is like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of, you know, people are starting to catch on to that and be like, no, actually resistance training is really important for females. Uh, but I think as well, the other thing is that the whole menstrual cycle thing has just been kind of like pushed to the side and it's, it hasn't like truly been understood. And like, again, there's still not enough research, like in the research with training, if men and women were put in the same study and there was an outlier of like a woman whose results showed something different Then that what they do is, is they get rid of the outlier because it skews the mean, like it skews the median of the data. So um, I think, yeah, the struggle is just having like enough concrete evidence and not saying as well that, you know, anecdotal evidence like gets thrown out the window because that's really important as well. And like, this is pretty much, like when I'm 
you know, training women and when I'm coaching women and teaching even, you know, I say like every woman is different, like every woman is individual because she's going to experience her menstrual cycle differently to say the next woman, but also she might experience her menstrual cycle differently month to month, if that kind of makes sense. Um, So, yeah, but then also like the misconceptions that, you know, when you're on your bleed, when you're in your like menstruation phase, it's not a good time to train. Whereas like when we look at the actual hormones, you know, they're quite stable. They're actually the most stable that they are throughout the entire cycle during that bleeding phase. And so that's when our physiology is actually as most similar to a man. And so we might at the first few days when we're sort of coming down, you know, there's like this withdrawal from estrogen progesterone as our menstrual, as our bleed occurs. There might be a few days where you're just not feeling great, feeling kind of shitty. Um, but as it's, as you sort of start to get to like day three or so, then it starts to level off and it can actually be quite a beneficial time to train. So I think sometimes like we get in our heads a little bit and not to say that that's, invalid completely invalid either because psychology is very important too so I think it's just becoming more aware of how women are experiencing their cycle and working with that and not against it so like not necessarily like nociboing ourselves into like oh I'm on my period I can't train but just becoming more aware and seeing how each woman experiences her cycle uniquely if that kind of makes sense no yeah definitely I think I think it's hard because the, and it's just starting again, like yourself, the, this field is like predominantly men and they probably either haven't done the research, don't care to do the research or, you know, they got preoccupied by other things, but they, they haven't really taken the time to educate themselves enough to say, you know, this is what needs to be done. And, and then, you know, you oftentimes get people who are just like, Oh, training is training is training across the board regardless. Right without even, you know, looking past individualization and then looking past even deeper portions of that between male and female. And then like you're talking about even deeper. So, you know, I think I agree. And I think that, you know, it's starting to come about and that's why the things that you do and the things that I've seen recently and things I'm trying to do as well are are big. And I think that like being able to put that out there in, in a, in a digestible fashion too, but because I think a lot for guys, it's it's not something that maybe they don't let how like they don't not want to learn, but it's kind of hard yeah. to digest and understand because it's like they they can't it's just something they can't experience. And I think that's something that like has stopped me before is like I love like you know I've wanted to learn about it in the past, but it was just something I was like uh, like can I actually ever learn about it because like I don't go through it, but you know I can understand it enough yeah. to try to explain right and then get enough talking and evidence from, you know, the females that I end up working with. So with all that being said, right, with what you have going on now with AWPT, you know, the mentorship you have, uh, you do online coaching, you do what else? There's uh, the the mini courses, right? Like the, uh, the menstrual cycle course, and you're doing another one as well. Yeah, yeah, we're branching out. Um, so because AWPT literally just started as like uh, my ex-partner and I, we were traveling around and, um, you know, they, they were in-person seminars in actual gyms and, you know, COVID 
gyms weren't a thing, lockdown happened. So yeah, we had to like go online and transition online. So that eight week course um, is like, I give a lot of value in it, but also like there is so much more that you can't learn everything in eight weeks. So it kind of gives like a, I guess, a little taster into different topics to do with women's health. And then we dive deeper into them. So like the mentorship is like a deep dive into like anatomy, biomechanics and training. Um, We also have a business component in there as well, because I think like with coaches, we know our craft so well, but we're never really taught that side of things. And I found like I struggled with that a lot. Um, And yeah, we have the menstrual cycle course. So I asked people like, what do you want to dive into first? So the menstrual cycle was a big one and it is really important, plays such an important role. And then, yeah, our next one that we're sort of working on is that pre-postnatal component, which is a huge topic as well. And, you know, you were kind of saying, yeah, (laughs) you were kind of saying like, you know, as a man, you can't really have that um, personal experience of like experiencing menstrual cycle. For me, it's like, not having gone through pregnancy, like I can know the theory of it, but working with women who have actually gone through pregnancy is really important for me on this one as well. So yeah, it's exciting. It's a Uh, lot of work, but it's exciting. Yeah. And like, so, so you kind of mentioned that AWPT was started kind of on the fly while you were out, you know, kind of traveling. What were, I guess, what were the initial plans and when did you actually decide like what it was that that was going to become like, I'm sure you had that idea before and maybe it didn't come together as smoothly, but like now that the idea came and started, like what was a little like background about AWPT and, and you know, what it is specifically. Yeah. So just because there are other like male dominated education, like companies out there, I didn't really know, like before I kind of went diving deep I didn't really know of any other women's ones and so like a couple have popped up now that I did a bit of like market research and things like that um but originally and also I don't think there's one that's don't like uh dominated by training as well so I think like having that physio background and coming from a movement and exercise and sports science background that's what I think is like quite different to other women's education companies in the like yeah in the market um, is they focus a lot on like pre and postnatal kind of rehabby stuff but I don't think there's one that really dives deep into like women's anatomy and biomechanics um so yeah AWPT kind of evolved as I was creating it so like I dive deep into the research myself like even further so I started with training and anatomy and biomechanics because that's what I knew Um, but then it kind of like the wormhole opened up of like the menstrual cycle and how that actually can play into training and, um, even injuries as well. Um, and then, yeah, I, I had done my women's health, um, certification through university as well, um, through the Australian Physiotherapy Association. So I had like a background in, you know, pre-postnatal training, but the menstrual cycle was actually something that I hadn't dived super deep into before and then yeah just going through like the research and looking at different resources and things like that it kind of just led me like through a wormhole and like we're still kind of going like it's literally like layers and layers and layers Mm -hmm. deep and I think with like new coaches and things like that it can get overwhelming but having that like 
overview of like, okay, you know, usually women want to work with women because they can relate and they feel more comfortable. So, um, yeah, giving them those options to sort of say, okay, here's a taste of like the training side of things. Here's a taste of like the physiology. Here's a taste of like training during pregnancy. Here's a taste of like working with women, uh, perimenopause, postmenopause. Like which layer do you want to like rabbit hole through first and then, you know, kind of moving on? Because it's the same. Like I find it for my own personal development, it's the same for me. Like it's literally like layers like it's like the training and then it was the physiology and now it's like at the point of like the nervous system and really taking that into account and how that interplays into everything else, um, into the menstrual cycle, into, uh, you know, just psychology, into people in general. So, yeah, it's it's fun, um, but it's also never ending. I gotcha, I gotcha. I mean, it's going to, it, yeah. I think it's going to evolve into something cool. And like, I think with, you know, everything you, you already have, right. Like you, you said, it's kind of, there's a lot of almost questions that haven't been answered yet. And a lot of questions that haven't even been like asked yet, maybe, you know, that you might be able to un- unveil or like get to before. And I think that's kind of, that's not kind of, it's really awesome in terms of like training and like making that better. What are your, I guess your long-term plans for AWPT, like what do you see it evolving into? What are kind of, you know, the things that you envision it and how you think it's going to change from now to, you know, say, I mean, five years might be too long, but you know, kind of the, the idea. Mm. My God, great question. Cause that's actually a question I've been asking myself a lot lately as well. Right, cool. um, Cause you know, like for so long, like, my I guess identity and like philosophy has been around like training and nutrition um but having like almost like a like a set way to kind of go about it but there are so many different ways so many different avenues so I mean you might see my little whiteboard (laughs) off to the side it's literally got like yeah it's got like the full like um plan I guess on there so um first of all I guess like short-ish term is to get that pre-postnatal certification happening um and so I basically want to have like these pillars of training and so hitting the different pillars um and educating coaches like on those different pillars so we have like I said before AWPT is the overview but then we have like the deep the deep dive into the menstrual cycle course we have um the mentorship which is a deep dive into like training and biomechanics we have um you know we've just we're just testing out like a business course now for coaches as well to help them with their online coaching because everything's kind of going online now and people want to you know be able to reach more people through the online stuff um uh and then also having a mindset slash neuroscience component um because for me, like, and it's interesting the question that you asked because, like, for my own personal development, like, I'm currently doing a neuroscience course, which is two years long. There's different levels to it. So there's level one to three that, to four. Yeah. yeah, on our podcast. Um, so for my, that was, like, that started out as my own personal development. But as we kind of go through the levels, like, level three will be uh, how to apply this 
uh, with your clients and then how and level four is like how to apply it within a company and so yeah that's something that I want to bring to because it's helped me so much with my own personal development um, you know being a leader things like that Um, you know having self-trust a lot of coaches I think struggle with imposter syndrome and, and stuff like that um and you know just the importance of having a healthy nervous system and not being in like a sympathetic fight or flight response like all the time um how that's actually you know helped me with like my menstrual cycle personally and things like that and my mental health all of that stuff I think is just such a massive it's like almost the overarching to everything like having a healthy nervous system, managing your stress levels, getting enough sleep, all that sort of stuff and how that sort of plays into your overall health. So it started out as like training and nutrition, but now it's like holistic. And I've always kind of been a bit holistic as well. Like I've, I've always valued your mindset and um, and things like that. But just diving deep into the actual science behind it is like it's so fascinating and I want to bring that to yeah people on a larger scale to coaches um, especially and then you know teaching coaches how they can implement those things with their clients as well so as I evolve this is something I've been speaking to a couple of mentors about lately as I evolve my business will evolve as well and so it's nerve-wracking because I'm like oh like you know which direction but it's also really exciting that's awesome yeah and that's I think that uh again, that's the next bridge to be crossed with fitness is, is morphing those two into one. Cause I think, again, there's, there's a lot of people doing like separate things that are starting to come together. I'm starting to see it more and you're starting to Mm. see the different avenues mix slightly though. That's the thing. It's like, there's, there's bits and pieces that make their way into, you know, programming or, or information or knowledge and things like that. And I think that there needs Mm. to be more experience with all of it and then broken down by somebody who's doing it themselves. Cause like I said, I think oftentimes what happens is these people have great information, but then they don't practically understand how to use it or teach it or mm. not even digest it. And then it gets lost in the sauce and then you end up, you know, either using it wrong or not using it efficiently, you know, cause I think that in training, there's a lot of people, and this is something I've struggled with and, you know, trying to do too much within a session, right. You're trying to, get too much done or get too much, not even just in the session, but in like learning too, like taking the time to learn specific pieces and then breaking it down and doing that over 12 weeks instead of trying to say, Oh, I'm going to learn this over the next two weeks and then half-ass use it, you know? So I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so for sure. Like it, it's like the, the health component of like health and fitness, because like we know that you know, if you have like six pack abs and, um, you know, just focus on training and nutrition, it doesn't necessarily like looking fit on the outside doesn't necessarily mean like it's healthy. It doesn't necessarily correlate with health because, you know, with certain sports and things like that, we know there are like massive demands placed on people. And so um, sometimes that goes you know, above and beyond what the system is like able to healthily manage and is capable of. So um, yeah, it's just sort of like bringing that holistic approach, I think to the industry that's so focused on aesthetics and, and fit fitness. Yeah. I think in the next, I think in the next 
I'd like to say five years, but it'd probably be closer to 10. Like, I, I think that mm. more and more there's like a shift in stigmas now, right? Because I think there's so much, I don't want to say, and that wasn't necessarily like false information, but like misguided information that was given to everybody from the last 20 years that's already changing, you know? And like, you look at our grandparents' generation or even our parents' generation, it's just kind of like the, some of the things they say about like health and fitness, you're like, what? <laughs> like, what did you just say to me? Or like, they just don't understand yeah. it. Or in like, especially women, that's the, you know, the biggest one is like, I think women were given, and I don't know, I'm sure you've seen it, but like, you see like ads back in the day, or like, you see the things that were said about working out or training or, you know, all this mm. stuff. And it's, it's almost, uh, it's embarrassing to like, see, cause you're just like, wow, I can't believe you <laughs> thought that. But now you start to see yeah. it and, and you, you see the benefits of the things that women are doing now in training and, and the, the stuff that they're able to do like physically, you know, and it's, it's awesome. So kind of transitioning a little bit from like the business to like personal, right? Like what is, what kind of got you initially into training and we don't have to go too deep into that, but like initially into training and, and where do you kind of see yourself over the next uh, period of time, whatever that might be like, transforming your fitness and, and kind of goals you have yeah so uh, I it all started oh like yeah, since super young age I think maybe it was I think it was dancing that I first got into when I was yeah. really young so um I might have been quite young when I first did ballet and then that kind of transitioned over to soccer so I think I started soccer when I was about like under sixes and so it was like I was a tomboy growing up, so the ballet thing didn't really, like, resonate for too long. Um, and I played soccer for, like, 18 years or something like that. And I dabbled in other sports along the way, like basketball. I think I played for 10 years or so. Um, I played competitive football. Oh, basketball? Right. You guys right. call over it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know whether you guys call it football, but, like, gridiron kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. American football. Uh, and yeah, as I guess from, I was training in the gym. Like I was, I probably started weight training maybe around 15, 16 in the gym. I think we went to the gym for like a school sports thing or something like that. And, you know, got really into it, started out with like the pump classes with weights. And then like the pump classes just got like a little bit easy with the weights. And so that's when I started in like the real weights room. Um, and you know, I had my own personal trainer. Um, he was a big inspiration for me. Like he was always like, you should become a personal trainer. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And then like ended up becoming a personal trainer. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I've been training like, yeah, I guess like I'm 30 now. So 15 years, um, weights training it's been, yeah, I've done like, I did the resistance training when I was playing uh the football we had a strength and conditioning coach as well so that's probably when I started lifting like proper heavy um because I needed to build some muscle like I was kind of scrawny and that's like a like an intense game um you know uh, sprinting was a part of that as well so I was a wide receiver so I had to yeah. be quick as well so like a lot of power my cousin owns a crossfit gym so I've dabbled in crossfit I've done okay. power lifting when I was working at base 
Um, yeah, I've done a whole lot of things. And, yeah, now I have you programming for me because yeah. I'm thinking about maybe not doing a fight, but, like, I want to I want to learn, like, the specifics of, like, you know, athletic training to, like, be fight ready in terms of, like, condition and things like that. And I'll probably do some, like, classes where I learn technique and, and conditioning and things like that. So, yeah, that's exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think, I think with your experience too, evolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. And that's kind of, it's similar. Cause like, you know, you, you go through like the, the, I don't want to call them fads because they all have like good parts to them, but like you go and you try the certain things, but you mm. take away the skills and like, I didn't know you played basketball, like all the other sports. I knew you played football because you told me that, but that's that, like, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Like having that background. I, and I think that specifically, like I said, is what sets you apart from like a lot of coaches because like that's that's all experience and that's like a wide range of experience in terms of like experience with the sports experience with the practice load management you know the training for each yeah. of those what it feels like because I, like I said I think with coaching specifically one of the biggest things I've taken away is is not so much that you again that you had to have done it but like you want to be involved in some way in the sport before you go telling people like oh you got to do it this way because you don't know what it feels like to to play a full game of basketball mm. or, or get hit by somebody in football, you know, and, and yeah, putting yourself in that position is only going to be more beneficial for you to experience it and then re redefine it and refine your skills. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. And now stepping into the fight space, right. Like whether it be just playing around with it or maybe one day trying it, you know, or, or even, you know, there's so much that you can do within, you know, the fight sports, whether it be boxing or Muay Thai and, and jujitsu, I think you're going to scratch the itch and that's going to go all the way through. And you're like, <laughs> a bit more. So jujitsu might be something to try, things like that. But, you know, the, the programming, right, you look at it, you look at all the different aspects of just program for like a basic person up to, you know, like you're saying, like trying to figure out or learn about the, the fight sports. And it's it's just putting yourself through it, which is cool. That's the biggest thing, you know. And like having the confidence yeah. to say, all right, let me step away. And like you even said before, you're like, I'm a little bit sore from like the, the, the stuff you did the other day. And it's just new to you. doesn't mean that's bad, but like yeah. you're, you're putting yourself in a position to learn and, and experience and probably mess up a little bit or not understand things, you know, but you know, I think that's the, the beauty of coaching one and the beauty of like having these conversations, being able to turn to, because like I said, for you, uh, for me with you, like having that person to kind of turn to has been like helpful, like super helpful and everything mm -hmm. that I have going on with like the, the girls and the, the fighters and me trying to like build that up because there's like valid information I can turn to and be like, Hey, what's going on? Like, what do you think? What, what do you think I could do here? And it's, yeah. uh, it, it, it's cool to see you in the space and like what you're doing and everything. Uh, so I guess last question, right? What would be the number one thing you tell women right now who either want to get in shape or just maybe don't fully understand what it is that this can do? You know, what would you tell them? Mm, I think that it's just a journey and it's always a journey because I think people have like a very all or nothing approach. And I definitely did when I first started as well, like, you know, very like, I was the cardio bunny and, and restricted my eating and things like that. Like I wanted to be skinny kind of thing, but you know, it is a journey and you know, 
the journey is just going to like take you to places that you, you never even knew. Like it might lead you to places you had no idea you would go. So um, I think that because like, you know, I'm quite a process driven person as well. So like yeah. I love learning new skills. And so, you know, I haven't competed like, I mean, with the the football, like it was like competitive, but it wasn't necessarily professional and so, like, with powerlifting, um, you know, I got really strong and I know how to get really strong. So I know how to coach people to get really strong. But I didn't necessarily compete. I wasn't the strongest person. And, you know, I've, I've gotten really lean before and, like, I never competed on stage or anything like that. So I know the process to getting people lean. But it doesn't necessarily mean I was, like, a bikini model champion or whatever. Right. And so, you know, with the fighting thing, it's like I don't necessarily have a – desire to get in the ring or anything like that um but I just want to learn and you know same with like the weightlifting like you know I just wanted to learn how to move like how to do those um to do those movements like power power cleans and snatches and and clean and jerk and things like that because they actually really really helped my power when I was playing football and my speed as well um and so you know if I have any type of athlete who wants to come to me for coaching, like potentially like that could be another avenue. Like I said before, like I do want to go into maybe back into research, um, but then also potentially like maybe coaching athletes or something like that, wherever the road takes me. Yeah. Um, but just like going through those different processes and going on those different journeys Um I think is really important for women to understand that it's it's going to change and it's got to be something that's sustainable and it's got to be something that you absolutely love um, because, you know, like once I just stopped absolutely loving like the powerlifting, I was like, okay, what's next? Um, and then like, you know, when I stopped focusing on the aesthetics, like, okay, what's next? Um, and that's kind of, yeah, led me to to thinking more about like, athleticism and and boxing and you know like you said maybe jiu-jitsu my partner's like trying to get me into it like we do some like home wrestles at the moment but he's like let's go on the mat like Friday night kind of thing so um yeah we'll kind of see like it's it's all a journey and so just I think finding something that you love and it doesn't and this is like really difficult for me to say because I'm so attached to weight training it doesn't have to be in the gym like I think weight training is really important but it doesn't purely have to be in the gym like if you're just starting out it can be in the gym twice a week and then maybe it's like I don't know like rock climbing or something like whatever like you love to do like whatever like however you can move your body like there is such I think in the fitness industry it's like you got to lift weights kind of thing. And it's like, yes, like that's really definitely helpful having that resistance training for women, thousand percent. Um, but if you don't love it, then, you know, how can you move your body in a way that you enjoy a way that you love and a way that's sustainable. And yeah, some coaches might disagree and they might be like, no, there's only like one way to, to, to do it. Um, but you know, like, there are people who are like really healthy who just go out and surf all day. Like that's their exercise and there's yeah. nothing necessarily wrong with that. Like I think we as coaches get very wrapped up in our identity of like weight training in the, in the gym. Um, and so we force that onto our clients and, you know, maybe it's, maybe they want to train at home or maybe they, maybe they want to, 
like run a marathon or maybe they want to do a triathlon or something like that and you know if they ask you to coach them like have you got the tools to be able to do that do you need to refer out kind of thing so I want to have a lot of tools in my tool belt so that I can if someone comes to me and says like I want to do this I'm like yeah sweet like I know how to do that yeah and I think like like you said you know you said a lot of good stuff in that whole you know the whole talk but (laughs) sorry no that's good I I was just listening and taking all that it's good you know I think with all that stuff it's it's awesome because there's so much out there and like you said specifically i think one of the biggest things for me coming from like the biggest background i had which is like lifting right i played basketball my whole life and then you know i lifted slightly but my my coach like my my head coach was like our strength conditioning coach which it was terrible like i think back what we did and i'm like no no and like thinking to what i do now and how i train people now and like how i've kind of learned to you know almost condense the lifting then just become efficient and then use my body outside of the gym. I'm a sicko and I still do both throughout the, like probably five or six days a week. Like I'll do jujitsu or, or Muay Thai or boxing plus the lifting, but you know, yeah. to, to be healthy and to just move and not train, train, like lifting twice a week and then doing something outside. Like Kayla said, you know, going to find a sport, going to play a intramural league or like a rec league or just joining whatever, you know, I've more and more gone into finding ways to get outside of the gym and like Mm. use the gym in doses, use it efficiently, use it in the right patterns and specific patterns, and then just get out and move your body. Cause I think that people now are in this. And I I tend to think things moving like pendulums like that. Right. And I think strength training wasn't Mm. like as efficient back in the day. And it was a lot of athletics that people tried to do. And then now it's turning into, you know, people doing athletics, but they're doing a lot of like weightlifting. And I think it's, there's gonna, there's gonna be a happy medium that's starting to come about with like training for athletics, but like the normal person having that opportunity to not only train, but like just move their body freely in in different ways. And again, it, even if you are in the gym, right. And it's playing around with like, skipping patterns or running patterns or hopping and jumping and and introducing these things in the right way because if they're not utilized the right way they can be i don't want to say detrimental but like you can get hurt you know if you're not doing it right but finding ways for especially women to to freely move outside of like constraints of like lifting you know like being like oh you got to stay in this specific pattern you got to brace yourself and move through like a robot you know Mm -hmm. just kind of freely moving and, and, and feel your body, feel yourself go through these like bad ranges of motion or, or your posture give up. Right. And and kind of feel these things go. And I think that more and more with like the information you're putting out the information that's, you know, evolving out there already that I think women are in good hands as long as they can find you. Right. But they're in good hands. (laughs) And, uh, I, I think you're, you're on your way to like doing some good stuff for, for uh, women's training. So where, where can they find you and uh, any, any last remarks or anything that you want to put out before? Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for having me and thank you for all of that as well. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, So you can find me like probably the easiest place is Instagram as always. So at Kayla Lee physio, um, our uh, education page is 
at AWPT underscore university. So there's a lot of women's health stuff posted on there as well, like a lot of women's health education stuff. So I find that like a lot of the stuff that we post there is like really, really interesting as well. And it, cause it's not just to do with training. It's also like, you know, very women's health specific as well. And some things that you might not know. Um, I love, a little I love bit the size of on that page. On that page. <laughs> yeah, we go into all kinds of details on that page. Like it's great. Um, yeah, so they're probably like the two easiest uh, places to find. Um, our website is awptuniversity.com. That's just where we have all our courses and things like that. Um, if you're a coach, especially male coach, or not especially like both male and female, but you know, I especially love like having the male coaches in because I think sometimes they don't think like the course is for them but like yeah. it probably is more so for them um but yeah that's that's all I really have to say and thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure and I absolutely love chatting to you and looking forward to uh yeah you can follow my journey I guess like as Brandon coaches me um we'll see how far we go yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be dope um thank you for coming on go follow her make sure you find her stuff you know uh use it right especially if you're a female and uh you have questions you can reach out to her or reach out to me and i'll get you in touch with her right so yeah no that brand has got the answers now oh well, i have some of them but i was i'll turn to the expert <laughs> but uh but yes thank you for coming on i appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening we'll see you guys next time peace